0: What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Tide Talk Live. Stacy Blackwood joined, as always, by my good buddy, Jake Thomas. Jake, week one has arrived. The football season has arrived. We're going to be discussing mm. the Alabama and Utah State matchup here in just a few minutes. First of all, Jake, how you doing, buddy?
1: Good to see you. I'm glad football is back. Man, you are, ain't kidding, brother. I'm super excited, super pumped. You know, I'm afraid that this week's going to drag by because you know we got something at this weekend to look forward to. But I'm hoping it dries You know, it goes by pretty quick. I mean, Monday felt like it went pretty good today, so let's hope the rest of the week goes like that.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And and before we really dive into the episode, y'all know the drill here. If you're, if you're not already, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, give this video a thumbs up, and we want to hear from you guys. Jump in the comment section. And, and give us your score prediction for the Alabama-Utah State game right now. We can't wait to read all, all, all those comments and see what yeah. you guys are thinking this game is going to turn out. We're going to be commenting there as well. And, of course, you're going to hear our score predictions on this episode as well. But, Jake, before we get to the preview of the matchup with Utah State, uh, the depth chart was released today. I just kind of want to get some of your thoughts from, from the depth chart, what you initially thought when you seen it, any surprises that you might have uh, from that.
1: Uh, there was a there was a few uh, surprises. Um, I, maybe not really a surprise, but Kobe Prentice has balled out this fall, and and he has been awarded a you know a starting role there uh, at the slot receiver. Uh, so you know, kudos to him. I mean, he's a freshman, just got on campus, and, and he has balled out. Uh, the other thing to me is uh, we have moved Ten Smith out to to end and uh and now DJ Dell and one Jaheem Otis, another freshman are going to take turns there at nose guard. so you know I'm very excited about about that you know we know what DJ Dell can do, but just what Jahim Otis is, Otis has come in this you know and, and done is remarkable and and just see it paying off for him potentially. that's what I'm glad to see. Yeah, I think I think
0: you're going to see. You're talking about the defensive line. I think you're going to see a multitude of packages and and yeah. different rotations there along the defensive line because you you talked about those guys. We didn't mention Jamil Burrows or Justin O'Boybe. Mm-hmm. So there's yep. going to be a lot of different. You know, I guess. Byron packages. Young. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Byron Young, another really good <laughs> player there along the defensive line. So I, I'm excited to see how that works out this this fall because we talked about it all summer long, really, how there's not really that true superstar in the middle of that defensive line. And uh, maybe one of those guys can step up and be that guy, but there's going to be a committee by-committee approach, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, all those guys can play and kind of can contribute in different ways. And, and you also talked about Kobe Prentice, mm-hmm. you know, taking over that starting slot position with the absence of JoJo Earl, who was having a phenomenal camp up until his injury. And ever since then, Kobe Prentice has just stepped up and made plays. Uh, He made plays in, in both scrimmages. Uh, you know, and another wide receiver that's made plays throughout this fall is Trayshawn Holden, who you yeah. know, you know, took over a spot from Jakori Brooks. Uh yeah. So yeah, that's a little bit surprising. Now you got to remember Trayshawn Holden is a an older player. He has more experience. Uh he has some experience with Bryce Young. So that's uh that's that's key. And Holden has been really playing well this fall. So but I think you're gonna see different combinations at wide receiver as well. You could probably see Holden in the slot some, you can see Burton in the slot some, and then you have you know, uh, Ja'Cory Brooks out on the outside on the perimeter. So I think, like the defensive line, you're going to see a bi-committee approach from the wide receiver group, and it's not really going to be, a you know, a, a dynamic duo like it was last season with Jamison Williams and John Mechie that's, right. you know, taking, you know, 80% of the catches almost. I think you're going to see a more bi-committee approach from the wide outs, and I'm really excited to see how all those guys kind of mesh together uh, mm-hmm. here against Utah State coming up. Uh, any other surprises to you from the depth chart real quick?
1: Uh, you know, came to Randolph. I know, you know, it's not really a surprise. I mean, I guess it kind of is because I mean, he took over Cohen's spot, but maybe it's because Cohen is still physically and maybe mentally not ready yet. And 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 he's done really well, you know, given given his time and and he's he knows the the, the team because he's been you know Randolph's been there forever. So you know, I, I'm I'm happy to see him get his chance, but I do expect Cohen to to eventually take back that spot. Just yeah, because, I, I would you know. agree with you on
0: that. Uh, You know, yeah. Cohen missed over a month or so, uh, you know, dealing with some mental health issues, and he seems to be back in in good shape now and, and doing the things he needs to be doing to earn his way back onto the field. And uh, I'm with you. I think eventually Cohen will get that spot back, and you're going to see Kendall Randolph kind of be that guy who can play multiple – I mean, he can really yeah. play all the positions on the offensive line other than center maybe. Uh And, and also he can kind of be that hybrid offensive tackle tight end uh, you know, in a different packages there at the goal line or in short yardage situations. So I think you're still going to see a lot of Kendall Randolph, even if Cohen yeah. comes in, comes back and takes that starting left guard spot away from him. So uh, there, there's a lot of moving pieces there on the offensive line, and uh, another guy, a true freshman Tyler Booker, is listed as this yeah. Right guard. That's something to be looking out for. He's not going to overtake Emil Echior by any stretch, but that what, what that tells me is that they see a lot of potential in Booker because he's passed over some guys, you know, like a Jaden Roberts or like a, you know, Fert, Terrence uh, Ferguson. So mm-hmm. there's, uh, there's a lot of hope and promise there in Tyler Booker. So I'm excited to see how that plays
1: out this fall as well. Absolutely, and I mean he he's really good. I mean there there's so much depth. Everywhere on this team, that any of these guys could, could step in and play, and i be and I would feel confident in it. You know, so um, you know it, it's it, it's crazy how how loaded this team is this year.
0: No doubt, no doubt, mm-hmm. they have a chance to be special, and they do. you know they have a chance to get it started this Saturday, Jake, against mm-hmm. Utah State. Utah State, of course, has already you know won their first game of the year uh, in their week zero matchup with UConn. Uh, you know they started out a little sluggish jake and yeah. but you know they 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 were sent surrendering a lot of yardage on the ground to to the huskies and uh you know that's that's a recipe for disaster against alabama but they did <laughs> you know start playing better there uh in the second quarter and beyond and kind of took control of that game in the second half and was able to come out with a with a victory and you know in the early part of the season really any time of the season uh, a win is a win uh and you know they got their feet wet uh, they kind of know who they are a little bit more than what they did heading into that matchup. And so, uh, with a game under the belt, uh, heading into Bryant-Denny Stadium to take on one Alabama, Jake, what are you expecting to see from this Utah State
1: team as far as matching up with the Crimson Tide? Uh, unfortunately, I you know, they don't really match up real well. Um, you know, I, I just know if some of the guys watch that game, especially Jameer Gibbs, and see that, defense getting shredded. He's just licking his chops. He's ready for Saturday. I mean yeah. I think I think the Yukon guy had like 150 yards in the first half. Yeah. Just imagine what Jameer Gibbs is fishing do But I do I do expect Utah State to maybe hone in on that a little bit better this week in practice. Um because I mean it is a different animal. But you know I I I just don't I don't see how Utah State does much you know in this game you know was hungry they're ready to fight because how disappointing the end the ending was last season so you know they've got they've got their mission and they've got you know and that's all they're looking forward to you know so they got to just go out and play ball and you know utah state honestly is just a good warm-up for for next week's game yeah, and and I'll
0: say this about Utah State—they're coming off an eleven-win season. You know, mm-hmm. they they beat Oregon State in the bowl game, uh, finished the year within the top twenty-five. So they had a really good twenty twenty-one, uh, and, and surprisingly enough, that was Blake Anderson's first year there. Uh, there with Utah State uh, coming over from Arkansas State, and, and during the COVID year, Utah State went one and five, and then they turn around and go eleven and three and Anderson's first season and uh, they they returned eight starters on offense Jake which ranked I think 22nd in the country last year in total offense Mm -hmm. and points per game so uh, they have a lot of experience on offense and they have a lot of uh, you know playmakers on the offensive side of the ball but Jake their playmakers are a lot different than what you know Alabama is going to be suiting up of course they have a wide receiver Uh, you know former Alabama player Xavier Williams is a receiver for the yeah. Aggies now. Uh, he didn't record any stats against UConn, so I'm not sure where he sits on their depth chart, uh, you know, there at Utah State. But uh, there is some familiarity, familiarity there with yeah. Xavier Williams there. So – uh uh, that'll be interesting to see if he gets some playing time against some of the, his former teammates there in the Alabama defensive backfield. But uh, Logan Bonner, their quarterback, is an experienced guy. He played a lot of football at Arkansas State before transferring to Utah State. Uh, he had a really good season last year. I think he broke the school record for yards and touchdown passes uh, for the Aggies. So he's a guy who can make plays for their offense. Uh, he's really comfortable in the system with Blake Anderson. So, uh They have a dangerous offense, uh, you know, for the personnel they have. uh, But as far as how they match up with Alabama, Jake, it's going to be tough. Uh, Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, uh, the defensive lineman we talked about just a little bit ago, are going to be in the backfield all day long. I feel like I'm not sure how they consistently move the ball against Alabama uh, in this matchup. Uh, It's just too much. Too much talent for Alabama. And, you know, that defense, Alabama's defense has returned a lot of studs, Jake. And we right. we've talked about that all summer long. Uh, you know, Will Anderson, Henry Toa Toa, Jordan Battle, Dallas Turner, DJ Dale, uh, <laughs> Brian Branch, DeMarco Helms. there's just so many guys that are back from a defense that was really good last year, and they're hungry to be even better this year after mm-hmm. the way the season ended against Georgia in the national championship game. So uh, Utah State, like you said, they uh, they get a tough draw here, uh, you know, traveling to Bryant-Denny Stadium. Uh, fortunately for, for both teams, it's going to be a night game, so it's going to be a little cooler. Uh, yeah. What Alabama will have to do the next week when they mm-hmm. go to go to Texas and play in about a million degree heat at eleven o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning, but we'll talk about that next week. But yeah, uh, yeah, I just I'm not sure as far as what Utah State does offensively. It's really similar to teams like Mississippi State, where they kind of mm-hmm. spread you out and try to throw short to uh, intermediate routes. They're really not going to try to you know beat you over the top a lot. So uh, they're they're really you know. Nickel and Diamond you down the field. And uh, we've seen what Alabama's done against teams like Mississippi State the last couple of years uh, under yeah. Mike Leach, just shutting them out. So I'm really expecting much of the same. Not that Utah State is not capable or don't have good players. They just do not match up well with this Alabama team when their offense is on the field.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like you like you mentioned, Utah State has some great players for their system and for the conference they're in. They're going to be really, really good in their conference but yeah. up against an uh, up against Alabama and up against the SEC, it's just not going to work out well. Um, you know, I I think uh, Blake Anderson was the was like an maybe an offensive coach uh, back when we played uh, when he was there at Arkansas State. No, he was the head coach. He was. The he head was the coach. head coach, and it was like fifty six to seven or something like that yeah. in that game. So he's he's seen Alabama before. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I just don't know if he's got any any new things up his sleeve that that he can do to change. Uh, I do expect them to like probably try to get it off as soon as it's snapped. Try to find somebody cutting real quick and get it get out of the quarterback's hands because he ain't gonna have no time to throw if he's set back in the pocket.
0: Yeah, they're 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 gonna try to nickel and dime and they're gonna play mm-hmm. uh you know tempo. They're gonna mm-hmm. get as many snaps off you know as quickly as they possibly can. So it's important for Alabama to play well defensively on early downs to mm-hmm. kind of put them in them long distant situation. So uh, I expect the album of defense to play well in this game. First game of the year at home. Uh, you know, at night, so I, I expect the, the defense to be full of energy and really kind of carrying the team to start this game. And then you look at what Alabama does offensively against uh, Utah State's defense. Jack, you talked about the rushing attack that UConn had. You know, mm-hmm. they rushed for about 265 yards, I believe, in the game against <laughs> Utah State, averaged about 6.3 yards per carry. So it was mm-hmm. a rough day for the Aggies' defense when when it comes to the stopping the the rushing attack. So, and, and I know this. I, I went back and watched uh, the whole. In entire first half of the uconn utah state game and uh jake the second play that uconn had their running back broke a 50 yard uh run and jake if that had been jameer Gibbs or jason mcclellan or roydell williams or any yeah. of the stable backs that Alabama has it would have been a touchdown right he just the, the guy for uconn just didn't quite have enough speed to take it to the house but mm-hmm. jameer Gibbs, it would have definitely been a house call for him mm-hmm. yeah and, and the other talented backs. so uh and it's not the fact that that, that utah state missed tackles uh it's not the fact that they uh, you know, wasn't coached well, Jake. They just—they were getting blown off the ball. Their defensive line was was—they uh, were just had lanes the size of Texas uh, yeah. to run through. And, uh, you know, UConn's running backs were not getting touched. So they were already at the second and third levels of the defense. So mm-hmm. that is that is a recipe for disaster when you're playing Alabama because you know Alabama, even though they have the reigning Heisman Trophy winner and Bryce Young at quarterback, you know, we're really a, a pass-first team. But, Jake, if we even see a, a glimmer of hope in the rushing attack, we're going to feed them backs that we have. And Alabama has a stable of backs right now. Mm-hmm. But when you think about Gibbs and McClellan and Roy, Dale Williams, Trey Sanders, the freshman Jamarian Miller is a guy who might see some playing time, uh, you know, early in the year against, it's a mop-up duty possibly. So uh, I really feel like Alabama has a chance to make a lot of explosive plays in the rushing game. And the Mm -hmm. fact that Alabama has added Jameer Gibbs from the transfer portal, just really enhances that because that's who he is. He's a home run hitter Mm -hmm. and uh, he's going to be making a lot of big plays for Alabama.
1: Absolutely. It's not like, you know, we didn't really need Jameer Gibbs, but we went and got him because, you know, jace mcclellan roydell williams trey sanders I, I feel i feel great about them guys and you gotta thank roydell and and jace are both now coming off of acl injuries they're hungry for the ball so you know when they when they finally get their first touches they are going to you know they're, they're going to go hard uh but jim like you said jameer Gibbs gibbs is like the cherry on top for this this offense now it just gives us a whole new at a level of what we, you know, what we can do offensively now. Uh, I love Brian and so We talked about it before, but Jameer Gibbs in the passing attack is going to be really beneficial, especially if if they come with five or six guys later on in the season, and and our offensive line steps up and he can get out. He's not having to set and block. If if our offensive line gels, he's just going to be that more, much more daily out on on the outside on our passing attack. So, yeah,
0: No, no doubt. And, and the
1: offensive line
0: is is obviously a position that Alabama fans are going to be watching with a close eye because of, of all the question marks that we've had this entire offseason because of the, you know, the the underwhelming uh, performance that they had uh, in the 2021 season. I really think you're going to see an improved group, Jake. And yeah. whether Cohen is there or Randolph is there at left guard, I still think you're going to see a much improved offensive line for Alabama this year. But, uh, you know, Jake, if you don't have anything else to add on the preview, there's something I want to do. Real quick, you don't know what I'm doing. Uh-oh. It's just kind of hit me all of a sudden. So this is just I'm I'm just going to ask you a couple questions, kind of rapid fire. You just give a quick answer, and then we're going to wrap this episode up with a with a nice bow and and send and send everybody off uh, with it with our with our preview show. But real quick, Jake. All right, who is Alabama's leading receiver in the Utah State matchup?
1: Uh, I'm going to say uh, Kobe Prentice.
0: Okay, who is Alabama's leading tackler? against utah state
1: um i'm going to go with um dallas turner dallas
0: turner leading tackler okay Mm -hmm. all right last one uh over or under two turnovers for spotlight on the defense
1: uh i'm going over
0: okay okay Mm -hmm. all right well that was that was a little rapid fire there with jake uh, that we just Dead off the cuff. So uh but but Jake, we're gonna to get to do our picks now, then we're gonna head out. Uh the line is what 41 and a half right now, yeah. uh 62 and a half is the over and under. Uh does does album cover the spread, Jake? Give us your score prediction.
1: Uh I think they do cover the spread. I'm looking at, you know, maybe like a 56 to 7 top game. Uh maybe Utah State gets a late field goal and make a 52-10, but uh, I don't think they score on the first unit. I think it'd be like the second unit that they come in late, like in the fourth quarter, and uh, and score on if they get a score. But that, that's my 56-7. 56-7. Okay, we're really mm-hmm. close. I'm gonna say
0: 52-10 to 10, Alabama. So mm-hmm. it's right there covering the spread, yeah. uh, you know, right there, real close to it. So I, I think that's about right. Uh, and I think the 62 is about right as well. So I, I'm I going 52-10 to 10, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big win you know. Big win to start the season before heading to Austin to face the Texas Longhorns. But that's going to wrap up our Alabama-Utah State preview. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Like we said, jump in the comments mm-hmm. and give us your score predictions for this matchup, the week one matchup of the college football season. So excited, Jake. I cannot wait for Saturday to get here. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to yeah. be a big year for Alabama, Jake. I really feel like they have a chance to win it all. Uh, undefeated, I really think they have a, a really good chance of, of having a special
1: season in Tuscaloosa. I too, man, I'm excited it's here. You know, we've been waiting on summer. since like summer, just drug. Uh, but it's here, and for the next several weeks, I, I have no plans on Saturday to watch football all day long. That's, <laughs> that's exactly, that's
0: exactly <laughs> right. But if you're not already, hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Give this video a thumbs up. Help this video reach 100 likes and more. We know you can do it. You're just sitting there. All you got to do is hit a little button, and it's going to give a Boom. thumbs up. It doesn't cost you anything. It's completely free. Mm-hmm. So just do exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to head out. Thank you so much for watching. And until next time, Roll Tide. Roll Tide.